So, Adele Leung, welcome to Breakfast with Bobsy. Hi, Bobsy. You're a beautiful woman who wears many hats, including the lovely one you're wearing today. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I've known you for quite some time, um, going back a while, but uh, I, I got to know you most through positive news, which is something I'd like to talk about later. But you are also running many projects around empowerment of women, perhaps, motivation of women, healing women, if I'm not mistaken. And um, you have your main platform called adelelearn.hk, right? But yeah. you're also involved with a project called Simply Love Project. Yes. And Live True Be You. Yes. And Chick Chat. Yes. <laughs> cool. yes, Amongst other things, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so welcome to Breakfast with Bobsy. Thank you. Cafe on a crisp, beautiful, oh. sunny Hong Kong morning. I mean, this is as cold as it gets. Mm. The temperature is seven degrees mm. and on some charts it's saying five and six. And when I tell people that Hong Kong, the temperature drops to five or six degrees, they look at me as if I'm nuts, but we forget how cold it can get in our beautiful city. So yeah, here we are. Um, cheers. Cheers, Popsy. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure. Uh, it's a lovely morning. I mean, yes, a bit cold, but then exactly these are the the days. You know, we we talk and we chat and we meet to bring more fire, bring more passion. Yeah, you know, absolutely. To warm up you know our city warm up you know the people around <laughs> yeah so yeah really lovely to meet you today welcome yeah mm. and i hear you say yeah thank you for the introduction mm. did for i get it right for me yes <laughs> everything you know everything you know the, the names are all correct oh good so amazing <laughs> um, but i wanted to kind of go a bit deeper you know is what you were saying about the empowerment of women and all of those things actually began with myself. Mm. So it was a process, you know, that I began with myself in loving myself. So why and what does that mean is when I did not actually know what self-love is, I actually can't empower, you know, anybody. And it would be kind of, for me, not um, very honest, you know, if I were, you know, out there and speaking to thousands of women, you know, about empowerment without me actually taking the steps to do that, first of all, with myself. And that's why we're having breakfast together. Yes. <laughs> 
So all of those things that you mentioned, all the businesses and all the projects you know, that I'm involved with actually began with that one simple you know, idea. You know, is to how is it for me when I start loving myself? How is it? Is this process actually? How does it feel? Mm. How does it feel in my body? And how does it work? You know, connected to my everyday, you know, life. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. for example. So, if I, if I might interject, you can't love another mm. until you love yourself, right? like the old um, hippie adage, if you like, or the philosopher's adage is, if you want to change the world, you have to change yourself, right? Correct. Yeah. It's exactly that, you know, and I've heard of those, you know, sayings many, many times in my life before, mm -hmm. but until I actually took the steps, you know, step by step to live that, yeah. I didn't really understand what it means no. for me. Yeah. One who feels it knows it. Yeah. Until you feel it. You'll never know it, right? Yes. Cool. Was this after your breakup of your marriage? Did this come as a result of that? Yes, it was actually, um, well, it was, it has always been there, you know, the, the wonder and the wanting, you know, to know. But yes, I did go through a lot of different things in my life, you know, to come to the point where I said, really, okay, like Adele, you've got to do it, you know. Um, so yes, after my breakup, you know, and after my a long time search, you know, um, going to South America and, mm. you know, all of those things, to come back to a very simple, you know, um, life. Mm. And that life was like, okay, actually, I don't know what love is, mm. to be honest about that. Mm. You know, even though I knew love was always kind of a guidance and I knew that was something really important in my life, but all the things that I've gone through up to that point, which was about six years ago, mm. um, brought me to a place of super deep humbleness in saying to myself, I actually don't know, and it's okay, and I will start from not knowing mm. and to discover again. Mm. Was there a uh, particular turning point, a eureka moment, a moment of realization? Mm. Or was it just gradual? There was. Aha. Um. <laughs> Please share. That, that, these, these eureka moments excite me. You know? you know, we used to live on Lama together, yes. same place. You it, and me? No, not together, but on, on the same island. <laughs> right, yes. right. I just, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, on the same island. Yeah. And I've lived there for six years. And I lived on a, on a spot on Lama, which was very remote. Mm. Um, it was about 45 minutes from Yongshuan. Mm. So every morning, you know, I would walk 45 minutes to Yongshuan, you know, basically to get anything, you mm. know, to get even a bottle of water if mm. I need to buy something. And um, so I was hiding in this place for a few years. Mm. And the moment came when I realized um, I was hiding from mm. community and from people. Mm. And so I decided to move. I decided to come back to society. Mm. Decided to um, move back to Yongshuan, basically. So, which was a more kind of a, a more busy part of Lama. Yeah, more social. So, when I did that, I realized, okay, actually, I can't get used to it. 
So I, I, I couldn't sleep there. Like every night, even with the slightest sound, mm. you know, I was awake. I you was so used to quiet yes, nature. Yes. So, Bobsy, I thought I was very peaceful when I lived in that remote place, which was called Lok Chow. I thought I was very peaceful because every night I f fall asleep with hearing the waves and it was a place where there's no, not many people around and I was basically... Are the dogs over there? The dog shelter? Dogs, yes, but not near to where okay. I was. So you could basically go through every day without seeing anyone. Beautiful. You see, you know, I thought it was really beautiful yeah, too. Yeah. But then for a long time, I was, all my social interaction was through the internet. Like I was um, mm. not meeting people or not talking to people, but I was doing a lot of things online. Mm. Until the moment I felt really, oh my gosh, Adele, you know, what really are you doing? And I would see the kites, you know, more than people every mm. day. Mm. And, but there was a yearning inside of me that wants to be close to people, mm. back mm. close to people. Mm. So when I moved to Yongshuan, I knew that was a correct you know, movement for me or direction for me. But I was so used to all that, you know, um, the peace and the quiet that I couldn't get used to where I was. Mm. So it took me a long time. Mm. Eventually, I moved to uh, Discovery Bay, mm. so a little bit more closer, you know, to community and mm. people. Mm. But it took me a long time, a long time, mm. like to get used to it. Mm. So I remember the first time I went to um, my apartment in in DB. I was completely claustrophobic. I was like, I have to close <laughs> the door, you know, and it's like seven floors above, you know. In the past, all my all my homes all my places were like I open the door and it's already like the big ocean or the big sea you know grounded on mother <laughs> earth yes yes so mm. I made the change I knew I had to yes. but it took a while you know to get used to it mm. yeah and the eureka moment was there a eureka moment the eureka moment was um when I moved back to Yongshuan, I because I couldn't get used to it, so I couldn't sleep. So for one month, I didn't sleep, and wow. I got sick basically. So I had to come back basically to accepting what my body was telling me, mm. be honest about it, and so I dealt with you know my my sickness, which was actually was depression and anxiety, mm. being with people and being in community or mm. more honestly I should say not being with people or thinking that my my truth was not being with people and then coming back to accept all of those times all of those years I have separated myself mm. and to come back to accept all of mm. that and that's where <coughs> self-love was Awoken? Yes, yes. Mm. So for all the times when I was trying to escape, you know, like going to Peru, um, living in a very remote place and not, mm. you know, hiding, you know, basically from, from people and from the world, I came back. It came back to myself. It came back, you know, to with a willingness, you know, to, to be back, you know, in society. 
Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> so you've come back more empowered, more aware, on a mission, um, a change maker, making a difference. Yeah? Mm. Great. Um, life is beautiful like that, you know? Um, we like to think that, you know, we're in charge and we can plan everything, but the reality is it's not. Yeah. What we can do is learn how to trust. Mm. Because if we do trust, then we are truly empowered. Mm. But this notion that we've been taught, which is a very masculine notion, mm. which bring me on to the essence of the feminine, but we've lived for the last thousands of years in a, in a very masculine dominated world yes. um, with the essence of the masculine and that is control, logic, power, war, structure, organization, competition, mm. etc. So it's deeply ingrained within us from infancy, whether we're boys or girls, that we have to take charge of our lives and plan everything and mm. control everything and know exactly what we want to be when we grow up and structure our weeks so that we don't waste time mm. and all of that. That's a false illusion. Mm. But what the essence of the feminine teaches us is trust, mm. to let go and go with the flow. And we can only do that if we, if we can actually learn how to trust, um, which is brilliant. Um, and um, yeah, I respect that. Yeah, what you're talking about, Bobsy, is, is surrender. <coughs> Which is, Surrender, yeah. yes, you have a feeling that you are being taken care of and you have a feeling, you know, that no matter what happens in life, you are safe. Yeah. And you just let go and, and keep walking and keep facing whatever comes up. Mm -hmm. And there's a joy in that, you know, it's not, there's no fight. And as you say, you know, there's a, a true trust, you know, the trust of yes like I'm a part of all of this yeah absolutely and we have to do that to live a happier healthier more life of service but if we're very self-centered and very insecure and worried and concerned and stuck in this rut of you know I, I, I've, I've got to become wealthier, I've got to get more money, I've got to become more powerful, you know, we end up hurting ourselves at mm. the end of the day. Mm. Mm. I agree with you. I was just talking about the same topic <clears throat> with a friend yesterday and it feels like, yeah, in the past I have some pictures of what I want to be, how I want to be that when, you know, and how it's going to all kind of come together. But more and more recently what I'm feeling is actually those pictures are kind of dissolving mm. more and more because the reason is because I feel I feel everything is actually okay mm. everything is fine you don't need to be at a certain place at a certain time because you just have this feeling that it's it's fine you know just keep going just keep going and the thing is, I always get very touched because my mentality or my idea of what I want to be is actually really very limited. But sometimes things happen in such a way that I can't even 
and vision, you know, with my limited capability. No. And it's very touching in those moments when you actually feel, oh my gosh, like, yes, being so taken care of. But I, I do want to ask you, in relation to all these projects you're working with um, and, and the insight you just shared with us, what, what's it like as a woman um, working in a, a dominated industry that's actually dominated by, the, by, by men, right? In many ways. As, yeah, as yeah. well as other things. And this would be a, a challenge I think a lot of people can relate to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In our industry, the fashion industry, we're dominated, you know, well, men is not the only thing, you know, we're dominated by glamour, we're dominated by money, we're dominated, you know, by um, power mm. and competition, you know, mm. as well. Um, so as a woman, you know, being in the industry for uh, over 20 years now, my um, coping mechanism throughout all those years, you know, is actually to hide, you know, is to, I don't want to be a part of this fully, you know, I'll come and work and, but all the other rest of my time, you know, I'm not going to care about what's happening here. I, I don't, I didn't want to like fully commit to the industry, although, you know, I've been working there for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So all of my kind of hiding and all of my, um, you know, like living far away from people in the past was my kind of reaction towards the world saying, um, I don't like this way that you guys work. I don't like the control. I don't like the competition. I know all of that's not true. So I'm going to build my own world, my own sanctuary, and I'm going to hide in there. I'm going to live in there. And that's, you know, I'm safe there. That was kind of my thinking, you know, in the past and my experience. Mm. So in all of those years, you know, actually, I, I thought I was safe working in the industry and not being affected by all those things that you just mm. mentioned mm. by not fully committing. Mm. So what I would do is I'll go and work, say, for a photo shoot and for four hours and then I would leave. I wouldn't talk to anybody and I don't know anybody's lives you know I just go and work and I'd leave and all the rest of my time I would go travel I'd go do my stuff you know go go do other things you know not unrelated to the industry mm. so what changed was when I had that moment you know of reflection six years ago of understanding what love is again I committed back to society first and of course you know to my industry as well mm. so how I actually am starting to work in the industry now is there's still all those things happening we can't change those things that's a part of mm. you know our society our system but in the system I work with my own rhythm and this rhythm because of the self-love process is respectful first of all to myself but also to everybody in the industry so more um, with more examples it's like for example I would go work in a very intense situation which you know fashion is mm. and we work very long hours and we work in disregard you know for our bodies and for everyone around you know basically mm. we'll go you know, for example, models, they, they are not treated as people. They're like objects, you know, basically most of the time in a shoot. Mm, mm. Um, so during photo shoots, I would bring back, 
a feeling of humanness just in the shoot by very simply like um, first of all taking care of myself before I go um, to the shoot and during the shoot for example nourishing myself with healthy foods mm. for example one thing and in that process I would very simply um, offer or share this care with my group or with my crew with the models for example they might come and they're kind of left there mm. nobody takes care of them and don't want to know anything about them mm. I would go and talk to them mm. okay I would ask okay what would you like to eat there's nothing on the um, fast food menus that suit them then we'll go further sometimes I order from you guys you know to cater for a shoot mm. so that okay this is something they're more used to they, mm. they like salads you know mm. they like you know um, fresh foods mm. which you can't find it sometimes in the fast food um, takeaways no. something like that and invariably I, I, because around here in this neighborhood they're always filming movies uh, which is technically the same industry really. yes yes and you see what they're eating styrofoam lunch boxes yes. after styrofoam lunch boxes they bring them up in plastic bags in plastic bags with the chopsticks in plastic bags and the white napkins and the plastic forks and spoons and they're just everywhere you guys are filming a movie creatively and you're trashing your your home and it's the same with with, with models and, and the fashion industry not not to mention you know the health aspects of it and I find that bizarre because people in this industry are creative yet their creativity is so limited to what they're doing there's no creativity looking at the bigger picture mm. and, and you come as a motherly figure mm. with motherly love you know are you cold are you hot how mm. are you doing are you hungry you know that's brilliant yes it's it's very simple mm. and it's um, natural actually mm. for for women you know maybe for men as well but just the simplicity you know bringing back a level or standard of decency and respect mm. to mm. our industry mm. and to the world you know basically mm. care is a very innate quality mm. you know it's 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 strange you know that this is not a part of our natural society mm. yeah so just to kind of rebringing it it's not something new we all have it yeah of course yes mm. and any other insights from <coughs> a woman working in in this industry yeah so to take it a little bit further is yes please let's take it deeper <laughs> deeper yes is um, one of the projects I'm, I'm running is called live true be you mm. it's been going on for about uh, one and a half years now and in the beginning it came together with a couple of people in the industry like myself a photographer a makeup artist and a hairstylist so basically my, um, my, my background is in fashion styling, so I'm a stylist. Mm. Um, so we came together and we wanted to do some tests. Mm. So what does that mean? Tests is basically we bring our, our profession and our creativity and we do some photos. So why do we do this? Um, in the beginning when I first initiated this, it was be because I wanted to explore more. Um, what it means to be a woman mm. so exactly your topic you know like we're a woman we have we're in a I'm in a woman's body but we're in a society and in a, in a city Hong Kong you know where sometimes 
I feel I'm completely lost. I don't know what it means to be a woman. Mm. Is a woman really like being like a man and doing everything that a man can do? and being competitive and fierce, you know, and all of those things, I question all the time, mm. is that really true? Yeah. So I started the project when I was in a very, very vulnerable um, state that I felt personally for myself, because I um, had a very short kind of a relationship with somebody and suddenly that person disappeared. Um, and I couldn't get in touch with him and all of those things. So I had a lot of feelings to process, mm. but at the same time I felt I had a lot of love that um, I have held back from expressing. So instead of expressing it to, you know, like somebody outside, you know, to a partner, to a friend or whoever, I started to express that to myself. Mm. So I, I made this space and asked people to come and support mm. so that this is a space I could um, give back this love to myself and to everybody who was involved. So I became the model, you know, in the in this project as well as the stylist. I started to dress myself, you know, I started to be in front of the camera basically, but in a way where I felt I was respected mm. and in a way that I felt, you know, like I'm not being abused. So everything would be done in such gentleness and it's You such were the director, the actor, <laughs> the producer yes. after all, right? Yes. So you could control the show. Well, control, <coughs> maybe not, is a stronger word, yeah. but yes, to, to feel. Yeah. To feel, you know, what actually feels good and what doesn't. Mm. And when it doesn't feel good to say no, and I have the right to say no, because in the conventional modeling business, a lot of the times the models feel they don't have the right to say no. But yes, we do actually. Mm. And we don't have to fight it, you mm. know, but we can say, hey, actually, I want to do it in a more gentle way. When I'm hungry, actually, I want to stop for 15 minutes or half an hour. I want to eat something first before I carry on with right, the shoot. Right. Yeah. Okay. And um, how's this project going? Are you getting more and more people from the industry coming on board? It's cool because just recently we had a, we had a um, meeting which we took stock. So we went back and looked at how it was for us at one and a half years ago. The people involved, everybody had personal changes in their lives which is amazing. Mm. You know, some people were very down, very depressed when they first joined us, and now they took on a more kind of um, self-empowering, you know, position in their life. They might start to um, to exercise or work out, you know, feel better in their Live bodies, yeah. Eat, yeah, eat better, and um, deal with issues, you know, mm. and all of those. I sort of see their changes, mm. and that is the touching thing. Yeah. For myself, physically, I can see my change, like mm. how I was very, very thin and skinny in the beginning, and now you know I have, I feel myself more, more substance. I have more substance, and I'm more grounded. You know, and I have more authority in the way I express. Mm. You know, so all of those things are building up, and we're opening up now this so that more people, if they want, you know, they can come and join us. Mm. Lovely, mm. great, all power to you. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> everyone. Yes. Yes. And uh, another thing I want to um, talk to you about, and this is something I, I rarely discuss in, in public nowadays, and it's this. 
Now, you were the editor of Positive News for, what, two years? I don't know, maybe, yeah. A good, a, a, at least a good two years. And um, th these are the only two I could find very quickly this morning in, um, when I was on my way here. And this is from autumn 2008. It's about the Earth Champions um, in Hong Kong. Bilingual Positive News. Brilliant, what an amazing concept. I mean, are we ready for this again or what? Oh, wow, yes. I mean, and the fact that it was beautifully bilingual and, um, you know. Yes. Well, well translated. I think uh, Dr. Simon Chow was, was leading that mm. with his students. And, but to talk about positive things, I mean, genuinely positive things. I mean, look at this one here. I think I joined already this, I remember this. But uh, it was almost China bans ago. plastic bags. Yes. I mean, you know, Australia says sorry. This is where the uh, Prime Minister back then, Kevin Rudd, apologized on behalf of all Australians, all Caucasians, for what they did to the Aboriginals. Mm. What a, of Australia, what a wonderful, mm. empowering move. And this caught my attention. China says no to plastic bags. Now, mm. I'd, I'd forgotten about that. Did, did that become a reality, do you know? Or? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, 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 know, you edited this and I submitted some stories. And, um, of course, Peter Lloyd Peter. was the, the co-founder. And I think at this stage, um, Peter Lloyd was the editor and Delina Samara was the associate editor. Yes. For me, it just says director, but then there's all these contributors here, including myself. Um, I think you joined us a little bit later. Maybe. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fun project, and uh, j just to let people know that we published from 2004 until 2011. Yes. And Positive News was published four times a year: mm. spring, summer, autumn, winter. Brilliant. Yes. Um, and we covered topics that were universally positive and locally positive. Yes. Um, and topics that are even more relevant today because they were relevant then, but the, the urgency of protecting our environment now um, is a lot stronger, right? Yes. Um, and, and people are shouting out and there's a lot more people becoming aware and and when when we had to stop positive news because we simply ran out of funds yes. and raising funds was becoming a headache and no, none of us really wanted to do that we just wanted to share positive news and share the love um, I remember personally pressing pause on it and telling Peter Lloyd no let's not dissolve this as yeah. an NGO let's keep it yes and one day I would love to revive it again yeah. and I still would I remember very clearly the three of us working together and you guys you know were pioneers in the awareness you know of the of the environment mm. and of you know such such a paper mm. and uh, I, I do remember very well also the 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 commitment behind it. Look at all these wonderful children. <laughs> There's a school just up here and they bring them down for physical exercise yes. and then they bring them up again. Yeah, sorry, yeah. No, but um, 
it was it was a a movement, you know, then back then, you know, that I felt the commitment of. And I know I still remember very clearly you said, okay, we're just putting it on hold, you mm. know, and we'll come back to mm. it. You know, and we will, you know, like we when will. it's ready. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we, we never made money out of advertising, did we? Um, no. But it, it's something that I think many corporations or businesses would be very proud to sponsor. Yes. We just needed to get through to the right people at the right time. But you know what, the thing is, you know, when you're a pioneer at something, it mm. will never be mainstream. But now no. the awareness might be more uh, mature, you know, for such a, for such a paper that yeah. you already have the foundation of. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter There's of time. an timing. example here. And perhaps one could say that the audience has grown a lot. Just, just captured me here, a green heart for central, mm. an idea whose time has come. Now that sounds very much like my words. Yes. <laughs> so I opened to page five and I'd completely forgotten about this. A green heart for central. Why can't Hong Kong have a downtown area? Mm. An area in which people can enjoy themselves and relax while absorbing the unique vibes of this modern cosmopolitan city. Mm. Unlike most great cities, Hong Kong lacks a city center. Mm area that is free of traffic and cars and what have you, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And this is something that I've been vocal about. Um, why aren't we pedestrianizing our streets in Hong Kong? Mm. When you pedestrianize your streets, you bring culture, mm. you bring creativity, mm. you clean up the pollution, mm. um, but also you attract a lot of business a lot of tourists, mm. local and from overseas. Mm. And you can design street furniture, you can have alfresco dining, you can have street musicians, you can have children everywhere. It makes sense for everyone, including the economy, in, in, including business, and of course the environment and our health and our children. And our government is just not paying attention to what really matters. Mm. What really matters is our health and our well-being and our culture and, and our heritage. Mm. And why on earth have we not pedestrianized Soho yet? Mm. It will be so good for everyone, including the government. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, just, it's funny that uh, this morning I only saw these two copies and I'm like, damn! I know we have much better copies and they're both from 2008. Yes. I'd love to be sharing one from 2004 or 2010. But there you go, now it's, it's allowed me to say this uh, on, on camera. Yes. Um, that, you know, pedestrianization makes sense and it's an idea whose time has long since come. Yes. To, to you know, to feel, you know, what you've just said and the inspiration of you finding these two copies, you know, mm. today is to go back and see, oh my gosh, those mm. topics 10 years ago, you know, that you wrote about and that you were passionate about, mm. you know, might still be, you know, it's not, a, a, it's not something that we have really looked at as a society yet, mm. you know. Mm. Yes, time has gone, but also I, I can feel a very um, lovely thing that you said and it touched me and it was, why isn't the government, you know, um, feeling those things? And the why sometimes for me 
comes as everything happens, you know, within us first. Everything happens within us. And that change, you know, if it's within, for example, in our lifestyle, mm. in the way we eat, in the way we live, in the way we sleep, you know, etc., etc., it starts to kind of germinate and, and grow and bloom so that our awareness becomes, you know, um, different. Mm. So great question. Like, mm. what if mm. in society, what if in Hong Kong, we start from the very basics? And that basics is that everyone take more attention or care in themselves, in their lives and in their bodies, in their, their diet, you know, in the way we live, the rhythm that we live. When we do, perhaps that change becomes natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's and we so are, no? I mean, more and more of us are definitely, doing definitely. that. And, and when I say, why doesn't the government, well, the government's made out of people. Yes. Mothers and fathers. Yes, definitely. Brothers and sisters, Definitely. Children. So maybe in the in the big government, you know, there are certain people already doing this oh, there are, happening, yeah. yeah. But the whole government, you know, is we need everybody's like slowly, slowly, collectively, yeah. you yeah. know, to bring this. Therefore, I feel it's actually it's actually encouraging, you know. With I know because, for example, you're in the in the food and beverage business. Not quite. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't like to think of us as F&B business, but yeah. But um, you, you, you can see the progression or mm. the change from when you first started to now, like how people are accepting more, you know, the, the, the diets and the cuisines oh, yeah. as a lifestyle, basically. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, we op opened the Bookworm Cafe in 1997. Yes, I remember still. <laughs> and we were saying the same thing then that what we're saying now. The difference is that the audience has grown much, much bigger, and there's dozens and dozens, if not hundreds now, of, of healthy, you know, plant-based yes. restaurants, cafes. And, but what has saddened me and what's disappointed me a little bit is the lack of awareness in business. So when you said I'm in the F&B business, it doesn't sit well with me. The reality is I am. But we've always seen ourselves as champions of change, as um, trailblazers, as pioneering biodegradable cups and packaging and being zero food waste and all of this. So yes. I'm saddened to see the industry lagging behind business owners not caring about their back door as much as they care as their front door. Not willing to reduce their waste because restaurants, F&B, is a massive polluter. Massive polluter. So I'm saddened by the business owners, but in terms of the public and the awareness, oof, booming. But the amazing thing is you are part of this yes. you're part of this and being the change maker that you are you it's so amazing to be leading this yeah maybe maybe other people might not get it right away or might not follow suit right away but the thing is you're part of this so you're part of the movement you're part of the industry just the same as I'm in fashion you know I can't change the industry but I know I'm part of it so whatever I do in the industry it's affecting the industry it might mm -hmm. take 
hundreds of years. I don't no. know. <laughs> I don't know. Things but change much quicker <laughs> these days. Decades. But, yeah. But love is patient. You know, yeah. that's what I know. Is mm. love is very, very patient. Mm. You know, we might not get it for a while, but it doesn't matter. Mm. What matters is we're in there and we're getting on it. Absolutely. <laughs> Concur. And you must be noticing a lot of celebrities, and I know you've worked with actors and actresses, and and top models and you must be noticing a lot of change happening within them because they're a lot more exposed to other cultures and you know yes Are you noticing that yes yeah yes in Hong Kong I, I observe the change is very gradual mm. but yes I do see more and more people like in the in the public eye they care more about much more about you know their their lives, you yeah. know what they eat, and yeah. the awareness of all of that. Might not be a drastic change yet, right. but there is definitely. Mm. And so what I what I what I really want to appreciate is you know positive news from more than ten years ago, and ten years now later. You know we might not have changed you know a system or anything, but there's definitely gradual change, mm. and that has to be really appreciated. Hey. Yeah. If we publish positive news again now, yeah. <laughs> it might not be uh, you know twenty pages. Maybe yeah. it's going to be thirty pages. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be double because there's a lot more positive things. So happening, a lot, right? lot more to talk about. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if we just covered the the, the F and B world, as you said, it'll probably cover two editions. Not Absolutely. to mention fashion and health. And, and, and what I that, what I yeah. feel also is there will be many more contributors who want to help out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe sponsors who are willing to sponsor it, right? Mm. Because if I was running a, a uh, you know, successful corporate with, you know, money to spare, I would love to sponsor something like this because this adds value, yes. right? It, it gives you a good image and it's, 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 it's got integrity, so it's genuine. Um, you know, the fact that we're discussing it now, maybe, you know, there's a little... Yeah, beautiful. Re rekindling of yeah. uh, good old positive news. How do you say positive news in, in, uh, in Chinese? Chinese, zheng min. Ding? Zheng. Ding. Min. Min. San. San. Man. Man. Zheng. Yeah. Min. Min. San. Man. Man. Yeah. Beautiful. I must learn that. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, I think just to, to close a, a, a little breakfast here, you haven't had any of the truffles yet. No. I'm okay. Can I take them away with you? Of course me? you can, <laughs> yeah. You. Um, is to perhaps talk a little bit about how you see the essence of the feminine. Yeah? Yes. Mm. For me, this is something um, natural and it's something within myself. You know, it's not something that I can say, okay, like... Um, I give you uh, a picture or describe how it is. But for me, it's something that I, I always feel inside of me. Mm. So um, as a woman, I feel we are, we have a, um, a quality. And this quality is very beholding. It's Qualities. Quality, yeah. But, yeah. but one, the, one, the first one I, I, I feel is a very beholding quality. It holds. It kind of holds a situation, yeah, like you, you wrap your arms around, but without squashing, you know, it's not an imposition or a control. 
but it's just like okay I see um, everything I see the big picture and I understand so there's so like a compassionate hold yeah, like so a it's mother's just hold very yeah. gentle you know but mm. it's holding I can see whatever is happening and I can accept mm. I can accept differences you know in people I can accept you know um, the, the, the world you know but at the same time I don't have to offer a judgment mm. it's kind of like a deep deep um, um, stillness and security I feel inside mm. of myself which mm. naturally kind of expands out mm. and I feel also for both men and women um, but women may express this a little bit more mm. is our tenderness the tenderness is simply, you know, we've already discussed this earlier, it's just a, a basic decency, caring, you know, of ourselves and of people. Non-judgmental, yes. tolerance. Yes. Well, non-judgmental, yes. Tolerance, sometimes I feel it's a little bit um, suppressed. Mm. So there might be an um, expression of something that you don't like, but it's not in a judgmental way. Mm. It's just saying it as it is. Um, I mean, the feminine is more tolerant to diversity, black, mm. white, um, bisexual, gay, straight, whatever, mm. um, different cultures, different races. It, it, it has a tendency to be all-embracing, mm. while the masculine has a tendency to be more judgmental and putting things in compartments, mm. more logical, you know? Mm, yes. And I, I sincerely, sincerely hope that uh, we get more and more feminine leadership in the world, whether it's by a man or a woman. Yes, I understand. I sincerely, sincerely want to see that. And it's happening, and it's part of this mm. paradigm shift we're going mm. through. This transformation, this awakening is, is led by the feminine. Mm. Otherwise, we'd still be seeing Mother Nature as the enemy. Mm. A lot of people still do, sadly. But collectively, as a race, as a humanity, now we see Mother, mother Nature as our mother, mm. our feminine. Um, and it's definitely happening, but I, I really want to see more of this in Asia, in this part of mm. the world. Oh, you've um, reminded me there's one thing really beautiful, um, is also vulnerability. Mm. Okay, so this is not a weakness, but it is a an honesty mm. of like mm. um, I don't need to put up a front or protection that I'm perfect or that I'm always strong. I can be vulnerable, mm. and in the vulnerability, if I allow myself to feel it and express it, but not indulging in the emotion of it, um, it's very powerful. It's very powerful because mm. we break down the walls between people, the barriers. If I truly, you know, um, require assistance or support, I ask for it. And in that sense, people can help each other because a lot of people want to help. Mm. And we're not always perfect and we're not always okay and strong. And this, I feel, is a quality that would um, bring people, community together. Mm. Yeah. More of that, please. Yes. Can I have some more? Yes, yes. <laughs> Adele, on that note, on that positive note, I want to thank you for sharing this moment with me on the 1st of February. 
Yes. Um, on a crisp, sunny, beautiful, fresh Hong Kong day. Coldest day so far. Mm. For allowing me to wear this Moroccan um, wonder that it is that I haven't worn maybe since this time last year. Your fashion, your fashion dude. I, my, my background and my love for fashion is, is always there. Yes. I don't, don't know if you know, but that's how I started in Hong Kong with Gaia, um, my, my, my fashion company, but it was eco-fashion. Ah, uh, yes. It was primarily focused on, on raising awareness. And I did it through raw cotton or organic cotton, very simple tees, t-shirts, long sleeves. Um, and that's how I started Hong Kong, yes. raising awareness um, about our mother, the earth, which reminds me that you're involved in tees as well. True, True tees. 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 Yes. A little bit about that, please. Sure. It's um, my first um, fashion brand that um, came out about a little bit more than a year ago. Right. Okay. It was a collaboration with um, an amazing genius man um, called Phil Cleaver. So he designed all the logos for me. Mm. It's a, a logo, um, kind of a, a, a slogan tease. Mm. Yeah. So the amazing thing about it was um, you know in the fashion industry we create a lot of the times with a lot of um, abuse so it might be um, to the environment sometimes it might be to people um, but this brand I would want to address those things within myself first so because it's a very small um, scale you know business mm. so i don't have you know a lot of support of you know um you know people distribution doing this. and sales yeah, no and yeah, no yeah. so it's a very very small scale business and and the message was true to yourself true love love self self-love so when i did this brand basically i brought the <laughs> brought the care back to my life mm. brought brought the love back to my life. Mm. So every step of the way when I created, it was related to how I lived. So um, one example is, for example, if I'm a designer in the conventional um, mainstream fashion business, I might work, you know, um, not sleep for many days mm. to create my line, mm. so to speak, mm. okay? But when I created this line... You slept well, you, you slept ate well, well ate you well. loved well. Exactly, yeah. so I lived in a way which yeah. was respectful to me mm. and therefore everything I put into the brand into the teas was there already beautiful hence the name true teas yes Adele thank you thank you Bobsy until we meet again yeah you're beautiful <laughs> <laughs> it's a reflection <laughs>